Hello, this is Jeremiah, host and producer of the Stereoactive Movie Club podcast, with a quick note before the show begins. This episode was actually recorded way back in October of 2021. Mia and I had a baby in the fall, and due to that, some health concerns leading up to the birth, and now actually being parents of a lovely little one, we had to unceremoniously put the podcast on hold for a while. We hope you'll bear with us as we work toward getting back on track with the show in the coming weeks and months, though. Now... Here's the episode. Welcome to the Stereoactive Movie Club. My name is Jeremiah, and I'm here with Alicia, Laura, Mia, and Steven. And we're going to be picking the next round of movies we'll be discussing. But first, let's introduce ourselves. Mia, what have you watched since the last time we recorded? So I think the only movie that I've seen all the way through since the last time um, is The Velvet Underground, which is this new documentary. Uh, Todd Haynes is the director. And we went and saw it at Austin Film Society the other day. And there was a virtual slash live Q&A with the director afterwards. Richard Linklater lives here in Austin. And so he was in the theater and the Todd Haynes was on the screen from New York, actually. Um, Hmm. So that was pretty cool afterwards. And the movie was really good. I don't know that much about the Velvet Underground. So it was just cool and to learn more about them. And it wasn't done at all in the typical like rock music biopic kind of style it was just like a lot of music and photographs and videos and footage and very minimal talking heads people so it was really good um i definitely recommend going to see it if you can yeah i concur i i I really liked it a lot i'm a big fan of the band i'm a big fan of todd haynes i'm a big fan of richard linkletter which he didn't have anything to do with the movie but he was the as she said, the moderator, and he's one of the founders of the Austin Film Society. So it was uh, cool to be at, see him at one of these for the first time because uh, I've been trying to go to that place. I have a membership, and uh, I like going there. Um, Do they call it In Conversation With? <laughs> they might have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it basically was that yeah, if they yeah. didn't call it that. So it, it was kind of a funny setup. You might have seen the picture I posted on uh, on social but it, it's like Todd Haynes was being um was in over Skype but he was like a giant on the screen behind <laughs> Richard Linkletter so it looked like uh, a little disproportionate there but in addition mm-hmm. to that also at the Austin Film Society I saw a Nigerian film called I think it, I think you pronounce it Emefe is how I heard them say it uh, in parentheses this is my desire and uh, it's a very good mm-hmm. film is being compared to like Robert Altman and someone else I can't remember, but uh, I thought it was very good and I recommend seeing it if it opens near you. I also saw the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. It was okay. And I saw The Last Duel, the new Ridley Scott movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Adam Driver and Jodie Comer. Decent. It was okay. I saw Really? It's getting rave reviews. I I thought it was pretty good. I I think... Hmm. You know, it's a really Scott movie, so it's always going to be competently made. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was well acted. It's it's actually pertinent to this show. It's sort Rashomon. of like a Rashomon type of story, but mm-hmm. not quite. 
So uh, I don't want to give it away. But um, I also saw John Carpenter's The Thing for the first time, um, which I've been wanting to see. I've never seen it, like I said. And I I feel like it's been very much in the zeitgeist lately for some reason. People talking about it a lot on podcasts and things I pay attention to. Uh, And then this morning I watched 2010, The Year We Make Contact, which is the most unnecessary sequel of all time. It's like serviceably (laughs) entertaining. And uh, it has a good line towards the end uh, where they discuss the monolith for anybody who's seen 2001, where they say... Wait, it's supposed to be a sequel to 2001? Yeah. Oh, they, okay. They I was made like, it what in is the 80s. sequel to? They okay. made it in the 80s, okay. and it wasn't Stanley Kubrick. I don't think he was involved at all. Probably had no desire for this to even be made. <laughs> yeah, they, they say something at the end of it, which I thought was a good line, about the monolith from, the, from 2001. They say it's something about it being... A shape for something without a shape, <laughs> which it made it, it was like a good line within the context of the movie. I'm not, I don't think I'm getting it quite right, but anyway, that's I saw a bunch of stuff this week. That's it. That's uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think I saw basically almost a movie a day this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, how about you? I also saw No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, and I felt like it was way too long, and there was a lot of characters in there that were kind of unnecessary. They could have like easily had cut off like I don't know. 33 and a third percent of the actors there and giving their lines to someone else. And it would have been the same movie, but it was enjoyable to watch. And I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Fair enough. Alicia. Um, I only saw one movie this week called out of the past. Uh, it's a 1947 mm. black and white noir film with uh, Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas. And uh, yeah, it was good. I think there was like maybe one, one, too many like layers of complexity in the storyline because <laughs> I found myself being like, wait, what's going on if a couple times? Mm-hmm. But um and having to go back and like repay pay closer attention. But um yeah it was interesting. I like I liked more um and I hadn't seen that one before. So that was cool. And um yeah that's it. The only other thing I watched this week was I rewatched Real Housewives of Atlanta season nine. <laughs> Why not? Season. That's the go. best season. It's Shakespearean in its scope. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens, especially at the reunion. Mm-hmm. So, how many seasons are there? Of that one, I think there's. I think they just finished their thirteenth season. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Um, all right, and Laura, how about you? I watched something wild. Um, nice. The Jonathan Demme film from 1986 with Melanie Griffith, Jeff Daniels, and Ray Liotta, and it's just a, a great killer movie. It's so fun. Um, they kind of, when people describe it or when it's written about, they kind of make it a madcap comedy thing, but mm-hmm. it's so much darker than that. It's mm-hmm. just, I love the film. I love the soundtrack. I love the color. It's great. I caught about a half an hour of that on like some movie channel years ago and have been meaning to go back and actually watch the whole thing since then. So I, I need it's to really that. something special. Yeah. yeah. It seemed, it seemed really good. All right. So it's time to pick our next round of movies to watch. When we first started this, Mia picked first because she'd seen the fewest on the list. Then the time after that, Steven picked first because he'd seen the second fewest Then Laura. And now it is Alicia's turn to pick first. So, Alicia, let us know what your pick is and why you've chosen it. I've chosen Hiroshima Mon Amour 
it's a uh, French new wave uh, film also with, uh, I think there's like Japanese influence as well. And um, it's like a nonlinear storyline. Um, I chose it because we're kind of getting to the point on the list where um, I've seen a lot of what's, what's, I've seen a lot of them and, or I have never heard of them. <laughs> and so this is one that I had pretty much never heard. Of. Like, I mean, I've probably heard the name, but I never really like looked into it or really knew anything about it. So, um, so that's kind of why I chose this one. I had to do a little research this time. I thought the storyline sounded interesting and a little different. Um, have you ever so- read Marguerite Dua? I think I have one book by her, but I don't think I ever finished it. So I guess not. No. <laughs> so we'll see. I was going to pick that one. Oh. Mm. Um, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And it's been one I've been kind of intimidated to watch for some reason. Um, mm. That's a good word. <laughs> it's sort of like one of those movies. It's sort of like nonlinear, right? And kind of, so it says. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's one that I've, I've just been sort of like wary of like, am I going to get it? Am I going to feel stupid? <laughs> um, anyway, so, but what I am choosing, um, I guess we're, maybe we're going to move out of our like, what's sort of been an Italian phase of the show and move into a French phase because I'm picking the rules of the game uh, mm. by Jean Renoir, I believe. And it is from. 1939. The main reason I'm picking it is because when I look at uh, from the list that we put together to start with, um, this is one of the top movies that we haven't watched yet. And it's like, I think, been on the list every time. In 1952, it started at number 10. And it's been at three, two or four every time since then on the critics poll. And uh, it was on the director's poll in 2002 at number nine. So it's it's like one of the most respected movies, obviously, of all time up there with Citizen Kane and uh, other movies that we've seen. And so I just kind of wanted to fill that gap in. And this is a movie I, I saw, I believe, when I was in college. And it, I, I just think I was not at a point in my life where I could appreciate what it was trying to say. So I've been looking forward to having the opportunity to watch it again. So there you go. And uh, now, Mia, your turn. Cool. So my pick for this round, I was kind of thinking similarly to Alicia, where there's like 10 movies kind of towards the bottom of our list that we hadn't picked any of those yet. And so I was like, okay, like we're going to have to watch these at some point that are the ones that have been more like on the list once or maybe twice. So let me pick one of those. So mine is Persona, which is a Swedish movie from 1966, um, directed by Ingmar Bergman. And I was just kind of like going through and Googling the ones towards the bottom of the list just to see like what the story was. And I'm actually really excited to watch this one. Um, One, apparently it's a psychological horror movie, which seems fitting Mm -hmm. since it is October and, you know, we're all watching scary movies right now. And 
uh, is described, at least according to its Wikipedia, as enigmatic, and it has been called the Mount Everest of cinematic analysis. Everything (laughs) one says about Persona may be contradicted. The opposite will also be true. So I figure, Mm -hmm. okay, this will be really fun to have five people talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm worried about that. Yeah. Mm. I know. I was like, okay, I'm kind of scared, but like kind of excited too. So yeah, so Persona is my pick for this round. I've actually gotten into arguments online about Persona, um, just because I'm a nerd. But uh, so we'll see. All right. Foreshadowing. Uh, Bring it. And Stephen, how about you? Um, I picked Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Um, made in 1964, directed by Stanley Kubrick. I've never seen that movie, and everybody always references and talks about it. And I think we did trivia once where that was one of the answers, and I had no idea what it was from. So I feel like I need to catch up with everybody else and see that movie. Um, plus, all the other movies I, I feel like aren't as well known, but this one's pretty well known. So felt like this was a good one to try. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I, I could watch that any day. Good pick. <laughs> You're a big Kubrick fan. Laura, what is your pick? Hather Panchali, uh, nice. the Satyat Ray film. The, um, I've seen the Apu trilogy. This is, I believe, the first one in the trilogy a long time ago in my early 20s. And um, I remember really being taken by them there and you know, reading a lot about them and how they've influenced a lot of directors like Francis Ford Coppola, et cetera. And you know, I, I think it'd be a really nice time to revisit it. We haven't watched any Indian films. So I wanted to kind of throw that in. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, I was hoping someone would pick that. I, I watched all three of those movies at BAM and like what, three, four years ago? More than that. Uh, yeah, I guess it was like right after we started dating right i joined jeremiah randomly for the second movie and i was just like what the hell is going on oh <laughs> yeah. my god like it's not something you could jump into i think mm-hmm. and well, but the soundtrack's probably really wonderful in that theater yeah yeah i just remember it was like that stage when you're like oh sure you're like running errands i'd love to <laughs> accompany you like oh you're going to this like obscure indian movie sure i'll just come and see only the second one so. <laughs> Pather Panchali, though, is to me the best of the trilogy. And it's like one of those movies, I feel like the longer you get into your life, the harder it is to find one of those movies that you watch and you're like, this is now one of my favorite movies, or at least for me. And this was maybe one of the most recent ones that that happened for me. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. I'd like, you know, I definitely not, think. Not to build it up too much. <laughs> would, no, no. It's. Uh, it's time to revisit it for sure. Yeah, Alicia. Is it the first movie in the trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe that's the only one from the trilogy that's on the list. So and... apparently, other people agreed with you, Jeremiah, that that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> the critics, at least. Sure. Um, so let's see. Those are our picks, and we will be getting started with Alicia's pick. Hiroshima Monomore on our next episode. So any final thoughts or comments on the picks before we close out? This is a good group. Yeah. Yeah. Excited, excited. to watch these. This might be the most non-English speaking films that mm. we've had in a round, isn't it? Probably. 
Yeah. Get ready to read, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I also think this might be the first round where I've seen only one of these movies before. Mm. I think in the other rounds, I might have seen more than that, but mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah, I, th- I think I've seen, I know I've seen three. I can't remember if I've seen Persona or not. You'd remember. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, if, if I saw it, it might have been so long ago that I just yeah. don't remember. Or at least you'd remember the opening credit sequence. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's it for this episode. This podcast is produced by Stereoactive Media. 